0: It was what would you do if you could not fail? And I know that's kind of a standard question that people ask you, but I, I think it's a it's a great question. It's a question that that makes you really think, you know what? Am I am I settling? Am I am I holding back? And in the movie Kung Fu Panda, uh, Poe was kinda who's the panda. This guy right here was, uh, he was kind of dreaming about these kind of things and he was being held back. And, you know, when we dream, you know, we, we often think there's so many reasons why we can't fulfill our dreams. Our circumstance, the, the family, uh, financial situation that we were born into. Uh, if we, you know, being stuck in, in a job and we just, we can't get out of it because it, it pays too well. Isn't that, that's the one that always makes me laugh. It's like, I'm stuck in this job. I hate this job. Why don't you leave? Well, it pays too well. Okay. You know, we're, we become slaves. We be trapped by our circumstance. And that's just what Poe the Panda was in. And he was trapped and stuck in all sorts of things. And this is from the synopsis from the website. It says he wishes that he could do something else instead of working in his father's noodle shop in the Valley of Peace. Po wants to be a kung fu master, don't we all? But his major physical setbacks and poor self-image prevents him from pursuing his passion. Nearby, at the resident kung fu school, it is found that the valley's peace is threatened to be disturbed. Headmaster Uguay, and this is Uguay, he's the turtle. That's Panda. There we go, there's Uguay. Uh, had a vision that a dangerous imprisoned prison past student, a snow leopard named Tai Lung, and this is Tai Lung, he's dangerous looking. No, that's Tigris, it's the other one, it looks like a cat. No, close. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There's our villain, Tai Lung, will come and destroy the valley. It is then the fabled dragon warrior of the valley must be found to stop Tai Lung. A, a tournament is used to determine who the chosen dragon warrior should be out of the able students of the Kung Fu School. The Verse 1, Tigress, which uh, we saw her earlier which is Angelina Jolie, by the way. Viper, who is Lucy Liu. There we go. There's Viper. Uh, There's Mantis, who I don't know who did that one. Uh, Monkey. There's Monkey. And uh, Crane. There's Crane. Very cool. But to everyone's surprise and disappointment, the Chosen One happens to be Poe you guys pray with me? Dear God, I just uh, pray that you'll open up our hearts and minds today as we look at these characters, as we uh, follow their story, that maybe uh, we can find a glimpse of our story. God, if there is something that's been holding us back, that's limiting us from living out the vision that you have for our lives, I just pray that you will reveal that to us, that if we've been stuck stuck in a job, or stuck in a bad relationship, or stuck just uh, intellectually or physically, that, that today will be the day, the, the push that we need to move forward. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You ever wonder why we get stuck in unfulfilling situations? Uh, I mean, we talked about a job. A lot of times... You can be in a job. It just, you know, it it has a lot of security. A lot of people are are trapped by that. Uh, A lot of articles now uh, saying, hey, you know, uh, recession proof, you know, recession proof jobs. Uh, My daughter, the other day, uh, about a year ago, uh, I sat down with uh, Boo Bear in Madison. And I gave them each $100 to invest in the stock market. And we were, you know, we watched the stocks go up and down. I want them to see that, you know, things go up sometimes and things go down sometimes. And it's been going down lately. And uh, she picked Jamba Juice, which is uh, like a really good tropical smoothie kind of place. It's uh, West Coast. And uh, she bought it at... Uh, about $5 a share. And now it is about $2 and 20 something cents. So her stocks do not doing so well. And she came to me the other day and and she said, "You know what? I want to invest in a toilet paper company." <laughs> I said, "Really?" And I said, oh, "Well, why?" You know, I mean, and she said, "Well, people always need toilet paper." And they won't always need smoothies. And and it's like, you know what? It's interesting. Even at, at her age, she's already looking at it. It's like, you know, I would rather have something that I'm not really too terribly interested in unless I need it, you know, toilet paper. Because it has it has more security and and, and all these kind of things. I think that we're always we kind of there's a lure of that because the fear of the unknown, the fear of you know, being downsized or, or trying to start a business and failing, a lot of times we'll just, it will prevent us from going down that path. Many times we we stick with, uh, in dating situations, with people who really we're not all that passionate about because we're afraid that, you know what, maybe, maybe there's not going to be somebody else. Maybe this is my only chance maybe the phone won't ring you know we we get stuck in unfulfilling positions all the time a lot of times uh when you're in school and you thought that you you know you got into a major or you didn't even know really what your major was going to be and you decide to get into something and and you're going along you realize wow i i really don't like this very much it's not very interesting to me but you have too many units, and to be able to switch majors, you would have to take a, a, what we perceive as a major back step to get into something that, that you're more interested in. But by making these decisions, you kind of render, you know what, I'm surrendering six extra months or an extra year in school for the rest of my life, setting me down a course of something that I'm just not really interested in. If we're not really intentional and, and really careful, it's very easy to get stuck. And I'm, I was, went through and I was like thinking of like different reasons why we get stuck. And, and I thought one reason that we get stuck is because of other people's expectations. I think that that is a much larger influence on our life than many of us would care to admit, Poe, the panda, him, uh, he, was, he was working in his father's noodle restaurant, but he wanted to be a kung fu master. And he wasn't really passionate about noodles. He respected his father. He respected his hard work. He really liked his, his father's noodle soup. There wasn't anything wrong with that. It just wasn't what Poe was meant to be. But he was constantly told by his father, someday you're going to take over the noodle factory. I don't know if any of you have ever uh, felt those kind of expectations. Maybe for some of you uh, it was, hey, my my father was a doctor and he expects me to be a doctor. Or or "My, my family has always worked for this company or different things like that. Or my family has always lived in this certain area. And I'm expected to stay in this area even if what God has called me to do isn't in this area. That's so many times we, we have these. And a lot of times they're not even overtly spoken. It's just, it's just expected. And when these expect, uh, expectations sit there on us, they can hold us back from really grabbing on and seizing the vision that God has for our lives. Uh, if you open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, Paul talks about really grabbing on to who God has created you to be. In verse 1 he says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be living in holy sacrifice the kind he will accept, find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I and mean, think about the magnitude of that, of that passage. He's saying, look, sacrifice. Sacrifice the things that are are controlling you of this world. How is the how you know the world says look you you know you need to you need to go to school, you need to get these degrees, you need to to find a job that that pays well but but not too well and uh, that that is steady and you you have to get married and then you have to put away for retirement and you have to buy a house, and and then you have to retire and buy an RV, and then you have to not really bother anybody, and you know, and then go away. I mean, really. I mean, I, I know it's ugly, and it, and you might be saying, well, that's that's kind of crass the way you put life there, but really, that's kind of the the american expectation of what you should do and i'm not saying it's bad or good or or anything i'm just saying that's that's kind of the expectation that we're all put on put in this this, this little box and then but god has a a much different vision for our life it may look exactly like that but it may not be god may be calling you not to ever be married. He talks about that in Scripture, that that being single is a gift. That, that maybe the nine-to-five job or the secure job isn't what God has called you to do. Maybe He's called you to start your own business. Maybe He's called you to sell your business like the Monroe's and move to Guatemala. Maybe He has called you to leave your state job like he did Jessica Blocker buy a bicycle and ride across the country to raise money for wells in Africa maybe he's called you like Jen Abreu to sell her home and quit her job at, at McClay and go to Africa and film a documentary even though she doesn't even she's never taken an editing class in her life or like Caitlin, who went with her to, to put off going and going to Hollywood or trying to get an ad job after she graduated from FSU film school to go and make a difference in the world. Maybe like Wendy Matthews, who, who is trying to mobilize our community to be the tangible hand of Christ right here in our community. Maybe God is calling you in the in in your state job or in your education job to be a missionary to those around you who would never go to a church, but you to be go out and be the church in their presence. You see, when we sacrifice our wants and our desires and the, all of these things, God says, look, when you do these things, when you are living for me, holy, then you are truly being an authentic worshiper of me. But the world does not do that. It says, look, don't copy the customs and behaviors of the world who are just trying to do a little bit better than the other person. Get out of that rat race and follow me in Follow the passions and desires that I have put on your heart. Changes everything. Goes on and says, But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. One of my favorite sayings of my daughter, Madison, when you're in a discussion, a passionate discussion with her when she doesn't have any points left, she'll just resort to saying, you are not thinking correctly. <laughs> and that translates, you are not thinking the way I am thinking. And I, I think a lot of times we are not thinking correctly because we are not thinking the way, we are not thinking God thoughts. We're thinking Human thoughts. I heard a story about a frog uh, who was living in a well. I don't know if it's a true story or not, but he was in a well and he was thinking to himself, "Wow, this is the the greatest place ever. I got water. I get some, sun, you know, some light every so often. You know, it's." dark and it's clammy. It's a great place for a frog. And then one day he kept on seeing that light go up and pass over and he thought you know what I'm going to go check that out. And he hops out of the well and, and he gets to the top and he looks around and he sees the whole world and he sees a, a pond and, and he's like oh my gosh and he goes over to the pond and says this is an amazing pond Wow, it can't get any better for, the, for a frog. This is amazing. And one day he heard some beavers or something talking about, about this larger body of water where all this other stuff was, and they said it was something like a lake. And so he decided to check it out and he bumped on over or bounced or whatever, jumped. That's what frogs do, right? Jumped over there, hopped, yeah, hopped over there. And it's really not important how he got there. He took a taxi, okay? Uh, And and he got to the lake and he's like, oh my gosh. This is amazing. And he experienced this, this huge lake. And so often we're not thinking correctly because we think what we are currently experiencing in the well is everything that life has to offer. But we will never experience truly what God has to offer until we jump out of the well, and we start experiencing and looking and seeing God's creation around us and opening and exposing our, our minds to a bigger world, a God-sized world. Paul continues says, Then, when you start thinking God-sized thoughts and you're worshiping Him, then... You will learn to know God's will for you. How many people here? I hear this question all the time, how do you know what God's will is for my life? you got to get out of the well. you got to sacrifice your desires. You, you have to seek Him and worship Him and not copy the customs of the world. When you do these things, then you will know His will, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourself by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong together to each other. You know, I I think that not many of us often think more of ourselves than we really are. I think that there's probably even a larger epidemic and I think that a lot of us think less of ourselves. That we don't believe in ourselves. We we believe when people have told us that we can't or or to stay in line or don't take chances because we're just not good enough or smart enough or people just don't like us, that, that we do not give an honest assessment of who God has created us to be. This is one of my biggest passions in life, is for people to see themselves as God sees them. Whenever I look out in, in a room or I'm connecting with somebody and, and, and they're settling, something inside me becomes unsettled. I just want to grab them I'm like, are you kidding me? God has gifted you so much. Poe, the panda, he had a lot of self-doubt. He was surrounded by what they called the, the furious five. Could you imagine hanging out with five people and they were called the Furious Five and you were you? I mean, just just the name, you know, it, it's terrible being around people that have like a team name or something. You're not part of it. You already feel ostracized. And and the the master Ugwe, was saying, look, you're the chosen one. You're the one who's going to save the valley. And Poe couldn't see it. In fact, one part of the meeting, he or he said, "Look, I don't have claws like tigress. Guess technically he did, but I don't have venom like viper, speed like mantis, agility like monkey, and I can't fly like crane." You know, when we compare ourselves to other people's gifts and abilities, we are copying the customs of this world. God has designed you unique and has given you unique gifts and talents that fit within the body of Christ to do the mission of Jesus here on earth, to make a true difference. And when we sit back and choose not to use our gifting, then the whole kingdom and the whole world loses. In verse 6, Paul continues and says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is to give if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously, my life first, by the way. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, Do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. What God is saying, look, you who are followers of Christ have a responsibility because you have been given gifts and talents and abilities. And you should be able to point very clearly or articulate very clearly what your part in the kingdom is. That people ask me, Mark, you know, why don't you do this or that? Or why, you know, why don't you add a traditional service? Believe me, people have asked me. Why, you know, when are we going to have an organ or a choir or or you know all of these kind of different things? It's like, look, I know what God has called me to do. My, God has called me to bring his love in a meaningful and understandable way to the emerging culture. It's what he has called this church to do, it's what we do. It's our calling. We cannot do everything. I believe that God loves people more than I do. And he loves people more than you do. And it's not our responsibility to go out and touch everyone. It's our responsibility to do what God has called me to do. Because I can tell you, when you stand in front of Christ someday, he's not going to ask You, if you fulfilled Mark's calling. He's not going to ask you if you fulfilled Joe's or or Susie's calling. He's going to look you in the eye and say, what did you do with the vision that I gave you for your life? What did you do with the gifts that I gave you? These, this is the question that he will ask. You know, it says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. And I, and I often wonder, as we're going through life, you know, when we get stuck, what, what's another reason that we get stuck? Why aren't we fulfilling the vision that God has for our lives? Why aren't we living the dream that we have? And I think a lot of times our choices in life, our daily choices do not fit our dreams. When uh, I ran a high lift equipment rental business, the lawyers would always tell me work from the lawsuit back in every decision that we make. Pretend you are in the court trying to defend why. Someone got hurt, essentially. So when you would see something that necessarily wasn't up to par, and you're like, ah, it should hold. Picture yourself in the courtroom with, with a family who's lost their husband or, or mother. And the future of all the families of the employees who work for you are hanging in the, the balance of this decision. Work from the court case back, or in our circumstance, work from our vision of our life back. For example, if you want to be president of the United States, I think it's too late this time, but if you start now, maybe next time, what do you have to do? You can't just wake up and and say, I'm gonna be president of the United States. There's things you need to do. How do we, How do we, we've gotta work backwards. You probably have to be governor or a senator. And before that, you have to probably be a congressperson or insurance commissioner or something like that. And you go back and back and back and back. And when you finally get all the way back to where you are today, And once you get back to where you are today, then you have a clear roadmap of how to proceed in the future. But our choices, in order to get unstuck, our daily choices must match our goals. Real quick, and I'm going to finish up. I'm sorry, we're a little bit over. Rejoice in our confident hope patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. I knew it all once, then I got married, (laughs) then I had kids. I knew how to raise kids before I had kids, let me tell you, I could have written books on it. I had no clue anymore. You know, we know so many things. Everybody knows how to be president of the United States. Everybody knows how to lead a church. Everyone knows how to run a company except those who are doing it. Because really? Really? It's hard. Don't think you know it all. There's so many dangers when you do. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And all of that, I just want to really encompass and close. the last thing that keeps us stuck is fear. You know what? We pay back evil with evil. Why? Because of fear. That we do all of these things. We're afraid to hang out with people who others may feel are less than. In our social status. Why? Because of fear. Because we're afraid of what people will think. We do not step out of our current situation and take a chance. Why? Because of fear fear of failure, fear of disapproval, fear of the unknown. We have not been called to be stuck. We have been called to encourage one another to work as a team and encourage one another outbursts of love and good deeds. That each and every one of us have a vital role in the kingdom. We need to take ownership of that. If you don't know what that is, I want to encourage you to sign up for stage three. I'm not for the next time that that it's offered. It's all about your spiritual gifts and how God has wired you everything that you have experienced up to this date has prepared you to make a difference in the world. Let me challenge you to do that. Resist being held back because of other people's expectations. Don't compare yourself to others. God hasn't called you to be them. He's called you to be you. Make sure that your choices fit your dreams. And do not have a spirit of fear or timidity because you have been given the spirit of the creator of the universe, God. You guys stand with me and we're going to just close out in prayer and then we'll go out praising God with our hands. Dear God, I just pray for each and every person here. I just pray that everyone here got challenged today to not settle for being stuck if they are stuck, but to move forward, to live out being an ambassador of you and and grab on with both hands the vision that you have for their lives. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys.